Hello everyone, welcome to the new Uppsala podcast. We are in episode 9 and we don't have a plan. We just hit record and we're going to record it for an hour and a half and see what happens. Oh, this is terrible. I was wondering if we had a topic or not. <laughs> well, shit. We're going to come right. up with it on the spot. So that's um, fun. Pressure. Yeah. There we go. There's my standard 15 to 20 second in f bomb that drops every. So it was precisely 40, 37 to 40 seconds in. Hey, that was close. Yeah, you were. So how's the pagan community on your guys' end? Like, from your viewpoint, is it you know I haven't seen anything like super drastic i see see it growing really dramatically like it's pretty intense um whether it's here or other places honestly local for me um there's a lot there's a big spike in it um i see a lot of random people talking about it i see random people talking about it way more milnares whether that's a fashion statement or not but a lot of them are very old they're not like milner like thor marvel ones yeah. so i see a lot of very traditional things tattoos obviously everywhere that's been kind of paramount for the most part but i see a lot of very specific tattoos on like good mirrors and things like that that are like more true to the culture aspect and not just like the pop culture aspect of it so i've seen a lot of good stuff i don't know i think it's going pretty well um i've heard this and this is probably gonna be way wrong that it's now the dominant religion in most of Europe over Christianity is now like paganism overall with specific attributes to each one, like Druidism or whatever else. But a lot of places over in Europe, it's become the like the almost the main religion. Uh, I would I would say it's specific parts of Europe from what I've seen so far. It's not Europe as a whole, but yeah, there's definitely an uptick in that. So that's awesome. Um, the biggest thing I've been dealing with with that growth, and that growth is 100% happening. It's there. The thing that I've seen the most is the random BS drama nonsense that comes from massive growth super quick. Which is, from my perspective, arguably our perspective, it's like, what are you guys doing? Why? What's the point? Why are you angry with each other? But no, that's that's the biggest thing I've seen, and I'd love to squash that. There's some stuff that's come around lately. Just, do you think that's due to mass uh, want of conformity to make it all fit in one person's perspective, or do you think that's just like a mass confusion on the overall picture? Yes, that makes sense. Both, <laughs> <laughs> arguably, um, um, there's. Huge, there was one, I know I'm going to sound like an idiot, but I watch TikToks a lot. There's been one on TikTok, I'm not even going to mention anything, not name specifics, where they went off on some weird shit. And I was like, okay, I think I get what they're trying to say, and I think I understand where this is trying to go, but the heathen community on TikTok, which is actually really large, surprisingly, or unsurprisingly, like, it's a big community on that app. Um, but one of them said something about heathenism slash paganism not being an open religion, and they damn near got crucified for it. And I was like, oh, okay, I 
think I know where they were trying to go with this. Well, it may be misinterpretation. Maybe they meant what they said exactly, and I'm just lost in the sauce. But yeah, that's the biggest thing I've seen is different opinions are starting to clash in the larger community side of it. Yeah, I have a very similar thing. I'm reading this book, and you know, I I've known of this, but it's you have soft polytheism and then hard polytheism. Soft meaning the gods represent elemental beings and not actual individuals where they have a physical representation versus hard you have that hard uh, physical representation you have the god goddess breathing and you know having a humanistic form depending on you know their tribal ancestral aspects but Mine is, uh, so I posted in our chat of, uh, and I was on the Assassin's Creed Valhalla Discord, and I'm a part of their chat and lore section, just, you know, help out the community for a very popular game, you know, doing my go with our business, trying to help out as much as I can, and they're like, so, um, do you have to hold an axe to go to Valhalla? And is there a heaven and a hell? And I'm like, all right. My first line was, I'm going to, I'm about to break your guys' minds. And then I typed a whole ass paper and then I added the guy to this help. <laughs> and that just blows my mind as someone and like no shit on Ubisoft or anything like that. I mean, they did their artistic depiction of the Pantheon and it's got a lot of traction. I mean, from what I know, it was the biggest game to this date that Ubisoft has ever sold. Uh, and it's just mind boggling that, you know, you have these games and people just be like, wait, is this true? <laughs> then they go on Discord and they're like, so uh, instead of trying to figure out their own answer. I mean, it's funny that I saw that conversation yeah. and read conversation <laughs> i was like what the hell is this like, just like going through it like i was like oh dang all right yeah <laughs> that was good stuff i am blissfully ignorant to right. discord conversations about assassin's creed ball all right calm down tiktok all right so yeah that's true <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. i mean i only go on tiktok to post but i don't i don't sit there and scroll even have a tiktok you know okay but no i so to your point i think it's a i think it's a really big call out to the pagan community overall or any community is seeking answers from strangers instead of finding the answer for yourself Mm -hmm. now to a certain degree finding answers from others is a verification process or you know quality assurance if anything but to say oh ubisoft said they have to hold an axe you're like okay think about what you just said real slow and then hit yourself in the face. So instead of them being like, okay, let's see if it's true. Reddit is not, let's see if it's true. <laughs> like that's not the go-to. A lot of good answers, not always correct answers. <laughs> so no, I think it's good. Finding their own and, and them finding their own path to it, finding their own resources makes it more self-sufficient, makes everybody grow a little bit more. And more importantly, because they find their own route, their own path, it creates a more independent heathen in the sense that 
all of them get together, have the same idea, but have different resources to do that. And that's how you grow as a community. It's different resources for the same goal, which I love. So I think it's a good call out that you said that, you know, people go to one thing instead of finding it themselves. And finding themselves, to be clear to other people or listeners, is not asking somebody else all the time. It's, you know, read a fucking book. Or, <laughs> like, I mean, I'll take Google and d- just dilute it from there. Um, so it's not necessarily outreaching to people. It's outreaching to knowledge base that are lore or, and then by all means, fact checking that lore. Yeah. No, and like I'm, I'm not shitting on the guy for asking the question. Maybe it was, you know, he brought up, or at least someone else brought up heaven and hell. So, on top of my head, I'm like Christianity. All right, he played it because he wants to role play as a Viking in ancient Europe. All right, let's try to take it from that view. And I just, and I, I know we use it for our students and everything, trying to use their lingo to try to better help them in their progressiveness to better themselves. I think it's funny. I thought it was a, I thought it was a different one, but maybe it wasn't the same guy that was almost the exact response. Like he was like, Hey, do you have me holding an ax? And then the first response was, it's their version of heaven and hell. And it's like, that wasn't even the question. Yeah. I, I was <laughs> like, like, was like, all right, random, heaven like, and oh, hell. Um, like, I don't know why we brought that up, but it was pretty funny. Cause it was like, Oh, to enter Valhalla, you need to do this. It's heaven and hell. I didn't ask what Valhalla was. I was asking what the axe thing was. Like, yeah. yeah. Pretty- and so, go that, ahead. That kind of stuff, it, it irks me to a point, but I get it. Because some people on this planet, in Midgard, whatever, however you want to say it, are so fully in their own world that they never look outside of the culture they were raised in, the one they believe, they don't look outside, which to me is absolute sanity. But that's to me. So I think it's funny where, and I think I know where that individual that mentioned heaven and hell, not shit on or anything like that, him, her, they, them, whatever, yeah, that. Um, all the pronouns. Um, whoever that was. The toaster. Sure. That, that, I don't <laughs> the brave little toaster, but the toaster nonetheless. The, engine, the little yeah. engine that could. Okay. Um, whoever that was, I'm not shitting on that. But their idea of someone asking about Valhalla, their internal defense mechanism of not knowing went, oh, it's just heaven and hell. There is no Valhalla. That's not a real thing. So their immediate knee-jerk response was, oh, it's just heaven and hell. It's their version of heaven and hell. It's not, in the slightest, the same idea of things, but I, I think I get where they were going and understand it. But still, it, it surprises me, and it, it honestly irritates me, the lack of digging that people do, even in their own faith, their own culture, their own religion, their own raising, their own everything like that. And maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm just a crazy one that's like, I want to know about other cultures. I want to know nitty gritty facts about how things differ and whatnot. Hey, whatever. Well, out of the three of us, you're not alone because I'm the exact same way. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I say I, I kind of mean us because we're all fairly similar. We jumped on this path for a reason. Yeah. That's because we're slightly insane. <laughs> 
we'll we'll throw that one up. We're all a little crazy. And we all dig well past where most people would stop in understanding or trying to understand different people, different cultures, and our own culture to be able to teach it. Yeah. Another thing that... So I've been playing Destiny 2. It's... I've been having so much fun with it, uh, playing with some friends, co-workers. And I was doing this raid or dungeon or whatever, and someone was like, yeah, bring the Yaller horn. And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? Yeah, the rocket launcher from like Norse mythology, Yal or Yaller horn or something like that. I'm like, are you talking about Yaller horn? No, Jaller horn. Oh, okay. So it's uh, pronounced Yaller horn, like Mjolnir. The J is has a weird sound to it. I thought it was a G. I thought it was a, the Galahor was a G. I want to say it's a, like G J. Oh, uh, that would make sense. No, I know the rocket launcher you're talking about though, because I had locked that in the first Destiny, and that thing was bomb. No, yeah, I think it was. I think it was the rocket launcher with the Galahor. I had something else was that was the pistol on Destiny that was similar to it. Yeah, it's uh. G-J-A-L-L-A-R horn. Galler horn? Yeah. Galler horn. And, uh, yeah, the, he was just saying it completely wrong, and I was like, so, uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna correct you. Um, you don't know any better. You're a baby in my eyes, but is it Yaller horn? And he's like, damn Viking language. And I'm like, well, it's not Viking, because it was a job, but I'm just gonna <laughs> shut up and, you know, do this raid. <laughs> Taking on to the next step of our conversation. Now you're saying the thing wrong. <laughs> yeah, so um, you know, every Christian's a priest, right? That's the <laughs> that's the equivalent. Right. I hope not. <laughs> that is funny. No, I I run into stuff like that all the time. Like we were digging through, we were cleaning stuff some stuff out at the office that I work in, and I found like this little plastic like spartan helmet thing for like a little kid like it was a halloween costume type thing that was just awesome in the closet where i work and i picked it up and i put it on my head and it like obviously didn't fit and a co-worker of mine was like look the viking killed a spartan so now it sits on my desk like up on my computer and i was like yeah i killed a spartan for that helmet 100 percent nailed it noise so what bad news are you trying to give me because the last person my trophy's on there right there so yeah yeah hurry hurry up come on there's also a sign above my head there's a whiteboard behind me at my office and there's a sign up above that whiteboard that says your lack of planning does not constitute an emergency on my part and i like had a very high-ranking person come into my office and they were like well, this is this, and, blah, 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 and they went off, and I just like looked at the sign, and I was like, oh no, it seems you have made a mistake. How dare you? I got knocked out. It was bad. Yeah. Feel that. Yeah. Yeah, Boston like that? No. That the, the head honcho, the big eagle, decided to come in, and it irritate, it irritated him that you know, yeah. he got called out inadvertently. It wasn't necessarily an eagle. They oh, still so... wore stripes. Oh, okay. So how many rooftops? That's the question. Oh, 
like three. Oh, that's a lot of rooftops. Yeah, it was bad. It, it was only like one four. eagle and one rooftop that matters. That's not all. Oh, he said it's not really on the roof, right? The goat is. The eagle just is above. The eagle's on top of the Hydrothel itself. Yeah. Yeah, it, it just flies above it. Well, this came up because there was like, the description is that there's basically a, a carving of the eagle above it or a, an effigy or symbol of it. So that's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 We talked no. about that. I think we talked about it with our with our students. I don't remember if it was on the podcast either, though. Um, like what just got brought up is the axe over the hatchet or whatever over the heart or the sword or the weapon over the over the chest. Mm-hmm. On whether that is culturally or taught that that is what is required to take Valhalla. They say it's to die in blood. They say it's to die in battle. Whatever else. But then there is still this uh, consistency of this persistence of people saying. Well, you have to be holding the weapon in your hand or have it over your chest or whatever else. I know we talked about our students a while back. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on that? So, hold on. Because I want to break this down in a different way, too. You know, I, I think we've talked about it on the podcast before, where different tribes, different clans, different communities within Norway, Sweden, within the Norse idea of things had different gods that they venerated differently. Some Thor was part of the harvest, some he was just a protector, some he was a god of storms, that kind of stuff. So I would be genuinely curious if this miscommunication of you have to die with it in your hand, it has to be laid on you before you're buried or before you're burned on the ship. I'm wondering if those differences are tribal. Instead of just this overarching yes or no, I'm wondering if those differences became a tribal difference. It stands to reason that would be it. Um, it just seems like that's become this, for some reason, like a go-to on how to get to Valhalla or Valhalla. Um, but I can see that. I can see that very easily. That if it's a more Viking-dominant town or whatever else. I mean, they have more fair weather than other times, so they can go Vikinging more often. Um, that would kind of make sense if they live by it, that kind of a thing. Um, but to your point, like, uh, if, if that's the case, if you... I don't know. It, it's hard for me to think that, like, every position or everything that wants to go to Valhalla has to have a weapon over it, because they don't... I mean, that's not always necessarily the circumstance, right? Right. I mean, even to have them all it says to leave armed which we kind of discussed not being weapon, but with knowledge of whatever, not surroundings, survival tactics, whatever else. So if you would die, out a weapon would be kind of like a no-brainer. They wouldn't do that, but you could still die in battle, like fighting a wolf with your bare hands, and you lose, no shit. Um, but you don't necessarily like have the weapon on you, so would that mean you don't go to Valhalla if, in that situation, or what do you think? Okay. Okay, hold on. One, I do not believe when Odin said in the Havamal, never leave without being armed, that he meant with knowledge. I will die on this hill. He meant to have a blade or a weapon of some kind to either defend yourself or defend others or to take what you're after. So no, I think that was a pretty damn near hard and fast rule. Almost every Viking or 
Eden-style burial that we've ever uncovered. They are all armed in some way or another, whether it's a simple blade, knife of some kind, or a spear, or a sword, or an axe. They are all armed in some way, shape, or that is across the board the same answer almost every time. But that in itself, uh, Odin almost never left with a sword. He had maybe his walking staff. The only thing he's armed himself with outside of his spear before then was just knowledge. No. I mean, he's carried that spear since he got it. I mean, he good. from like if I'm Odin and like I can turn into a worm and into an eagle, I'm going to turn my staff into my walking stick into Gungnir. Yeah. I would argue he, that walking staff is the whole, the whole idea of him just walking around with a stick to me just doesn't resonate at all. And we're getting into UPG shit because all we really have is artist representation. Well, no, 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 we're talking about cultures, or the, the stories in the Poetic Edda. I don't read many that say he had... There's something he said he carry around a whetstone. There's one that says he walks around the staff. There's a lot of times where he just says he's wandering. Now, it doesn't say he's armed with anything. It doesn't say he's not, but it doesn't say he is either. So it doesn't say he brought his sword with it until he stuck it in a tree. It doesn't say he got his staff until it turned into a spear, because into your point, when he turns into the worm or snake, what do you have it do it? burrows through and then retransforms into the eagle and flies away like I don't remember him pulling a blade and if there were ever a time to do it it would be when you're in a cave with a fucking Jotunus and you're stealing from like, I mean I want to say like three of those things were the same story is the meat of poetry like the, the, the whetstone for the, the fieldsman and the scythe was so sharp that ended up cutting them all um, but yeah, like when in my head, it's like always thinking of Thor always has his hammer, except for when it, it says it he doesn't have his hammer, like, um, where he's trying to cross the river. I a hundred percent, um, you know, from my understanding, a hundred percent believe that he has Mjolnir with him during, cause he just got Back from uh, fighting off Jotuns. Right, I agree with that. And that's what I was going to say. It's like, yeah, he just came from vanquishing giants. He better he had something. Yeah. Here's the part that I think I don't know if you guys overlooked it or just didn't say it. Mjolnir is also breakable or a size that he can wear it around his neck. Did you forget that part of the story? I did. Where was that? Yeah. It, it yes. is. <laughs> like a little like transit, like a little like the old Batman, but spinny circles. Maybe one day, maybe one day oh, I'll okay. edit that. It's it's next to me. I was looking at it's next to me. That's fine. That's that's fine. That'd I'm be a genius. cool transition. Be like, all right, we're getting our edas. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. No, I have to do that one day. Yeah. <laughs> or just like how it spins in the background and it's just like that <laughs> <laughs> I, I know like other things like the, the ship can fold into a pocket things yeah. like that I don't know if I've ever heard Mjolnir since he had to have I mean like obviously he could lift it but he was with ease it would take a girdle and his bracers just to lift it 
with ease that was given to him by the Jotunets. Um, so that to me implies like it's not drinkable. Maybe when it's really cold out. <laughs> Maybe when my Mjolnir's shaft is just not long enough. Damn the only Loki. thing that's missing is the handle. <laughs> if my handle was long, it would be the perfect weapon. But he's doing just right. It's all about the motion of the ocean. So the force of the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Not the hammer. It's who he wield. It's he who wields it, right? You. He uh, who wields it has the power of Thor. Oh yes, let's. So I play that song with the. the I we went over this last ancestors or whatever it is. I forget what it's called. It's in Destiny 1 as one of the... It's that... Ah, crap. It's the song... I quoted it once, I think, on this when I was overly intoxicated. And Which it was is like every about, day. Yeah. Not today. Um, but uh, the immigration song. Okay, here it is. Good song. It is in the pro setup. Um, of course in the pro setup. Oh. Hold on. Now I gotta go get it. Alright, what page? After five of the called proper mall, okay, I yeah. butchered that. Page ninety-three in the Penguin Classics. Yep. Sense. Penguin Classics. About halfway down the page, and it says, "Then he gave the hammer to Thor and said that with it, Thor would be able to strike whenever he, whatever came, whatever mighty blow he could throw it, and it would never go so far as to the way that it couldn't find its way back home." In the last sentence there, it was also so small that if he wished, he could keep it inside his shirt. I'm not seeing the words that you're reading in front of the book that I'm reading. <laughs> so page 93. It's yeah. the biggest paragraph. I'll middle way through. It starts with broke out his treasures and then skip all the way down to where it starts talking about about halfway through that paragraph. Then he gave the hammer to Thor. Right then, through that. Yeah. That is fascinating. Yeah, that that fact fucking blew like I must have read it and then it just uh oh. in the year out the year. Thank you, Gothar, oh. for bettering my knowledge. Yeah. For real, that's actually really cool. Look, I'd have been like if I'd have met some some street heathen, I'd have been like, fuck you, you're wrong. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Okay. So thinking along those lines, thinking that Whatever it is, whether it's just so small that Thor could just be like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Or that it is able to shrink because when he wields it against certain enemies in, like, the lay of Utgard-Loki, when he bashes the giant on the head and caves in mountains with it, that, to me, would imply that it's not so much small as it's able to change its shape. The the density? the density of it like obviously like in marvel and i hate to always bring it up but the den like the power of a dying star or whatever like condensed into this thing so it had to be like basically dark matter in a chernobyl jar just ready to be like go crazy all the time right well my thought process thor can take this hammer mjolnir of all the things all the weapons the greatest of the weapons of all those things and take it and go, oh yeah, it fits inside my shirt. 
that to me leads me to believe that he that Mjolnir itself can change depending on its purpose at the moment. Yeah. And that's why it's not mentioned as Thor is carrying Mjolnir because he strapped it around his neck. Which is also why we wear Mjolnir pendants as a symbol. Hmm. And those dwarves can really make compactable shit. Yeah, they're fucking cool, huh? <laughs> but like all the they make they're like, and if you'd like I love we, how we put it on the travel size. Just, just so we're clear, this is so ADHD riddled right now. We went from like, where did we even start? Where did because uh, I, I was discussing on whether we had to have a weapon to go to Valhalla, or if you went out without it. Yes. Okay. And then we went about to Odin, and then I was so, like, oh, yeah, full fact about Thor. Okay. Cool. So, so what if? You are in the airport and you're past TSA and then you die. And they took your weapon. You're weaponless. What are you talking about? I always have my hammer. You could go through. Swinging that shit around. <laughs> if you start doing it, if you kill a man with your meal there, I will, I will change your name to Thor. I don't even give a shit. I'll go through the legal process. I'll figure it out. <laughs> it's, it's not that hard to change your name. No. To finish my thought process, because I had to discuss this thing with Thor and Mjolnir being small enough that it fits under his shirt. What if Gungnir acts the same way or in a similar way when Odin uses it? And he changes shape to that walking or to nothing, to a bracelet that he wears around his arm. Is there anything that says he cannot, with the magic and the knowledge that he use, carry it regardless? It's just never mentioned or never seen because he's not. I feel that if Gungnir would have had the capabilities to have changed form or size, it would have been mentioned in the same thing you just found that. Okay. Let's but maybe due to the dwarves' magic or whatever, even their rune carvings they use, the materials, how they forge it, that if they make it something that can change shape or form, mm -hmm. that makes sense. But I don't think someone can take one of their creations and manipulate it into something else. So I don't know if I've ever heard of a created, like a dwarf created item that was manipulated into being something different. I mean, I, there with. I don't, I don't know if I would classify like just hear my train of thought, but it's more along the lines of if I'm Odin and I know all the runes from, and I got was taught by Freya and I know, you know, Ragnarok and all that other shit. I'm gonna stay strapped, even though I know I'm not. I'm not going to die, except for <laughs> during Ragnarok. And I already know, you know, the pre-events of Ragnarok. No matter what happened, I'm not gonna die, but I'm still gonna stay strapped. So, I think it would be an illusion in that aspect. It's um, he sees it as Gungnir, but. To everyone else, it's a walking stick. Because essentially all a spear is, is a stick with a spearhead on it. So all he has to do is make an illusion that shows the spearhead not there. Cool, now it's a walking It's a very shiny walking stick. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah, that's just my thought process, because I was like, yeah, his walking stick, when not in use is Gungnir, because it's his favorite weapon. Yeah. 
I'm on the same page with you on this. Yeah. I think if he's walking around with a walking stick, that's probably going to just disguise. So here's another one, because we made the whole stay strapped reference. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah, we're getting into it now. <laughs> um, this is a highly debated topic. Me and Wolf actually had this debate while this has got to be like four years ago where firearm warfare today would that constitute a battle in the eyes of the gods in the eyes of odin are you an honorable warrior if you carry a gun into battle so the reason this came up and not because of the gun aspect well, it was because um, in some places you'll see like tenants of tier or whatever of like warfare, and one of them is um, don't fight anybody. Like so, it's like don't fight anybody like weaker than you or unworthy or whatever. I forget how it's phrased. Um, then you like don't make it an easy fight if you can help fighting somebody that's at your level or better. Um, but one of them is do not kill from a distance, and that's to take the impersonal out of the action right you should be taking that life and it should be something that's not necessarily combative but it should be kind of an equal way with that now if both have firearms and they're both like staring at each other that's weird but like that's kind of the conversation was it wasn't that it was using a firearm it was how it was used and if it's hypothetically like a sniper yeah, someone that has no clue they're just taking a piss somewhere in the middle of a farm and they just drop dead is that an honorable kill now obviously that's for a reason i'm not gonna say they're not you know bad people but like if someone dies through that sense is it an honorable kill or is it just murder in the eyes of the gods for my simplistic viewpoint on this issue it's it's like getting hit from an arrow. And that's how I equivalate like a sniper rifle today is an arrow back then. Or um instead of an you know, an arrow from a bow, like a crossbow, which was ten times more powerful, it went right through the shield and it would kill the person. Would that be less honorable because it used a more advanced technique than the enemy had i mean in some situations yes and some no i think if they can't if there's no like line of sight per se because you can lob an arrow and kill a guy you can mm -hmm. shoot a gun up in the air and kill somebody on accident um that to me is kind of the same as uh, like an unarmed or unaware victim even if they're like in battle i don't know i'm torn on it that's my yeah. thing i i think everyone should see their person the person that takes their life um if there's a if they can see them and they shoot them sucks to suck i still call that a win mm -hmm. um but like if you're like completely anonymously they like oh, like no one has any idea and also you're dead um that to me is kind of like a cop out i don't know it's a gray area for me so my opinion my very humble opinion is the ACR war guns. 
they embrace technology when the dwarves gave them gifts. Odin's spear that cannot miss, Thor's hammer that will fly as far and strike harder than anything else. Those are superior weapons. Technology advanced. To me, I would love to see Tyr carrying around a fucking AR just because that shit would be funny to me. Like, what are you doing, man? You are so skilled in close quarters combat. Why would you need that? But I think the answer would be technology advanced to a point where warfare is different. Things change. And to think that our gods are so stagnant that they wouldn't accept those changes and see them as a different type of warfare, to me, sounds foolish in my, to the core of my being. You're telling me, in a matter of life and death in warfare, our gods would not pick up a So, in that same thought, or whatever else, would, is the advanced technology something in this instance be more Aesir or Vanir? Because even during the wars, the Vanir embodied all these things. Distance, warfare, magic, everything like that, which is their science, foreign science. And essentially, the Aesir were just beating the shit out of them with their hands. Well, like weapons. But they weren't, I mean, I don't know, trebuchets, catapults, whatever else. But from everything that you kind of hear, see, read about, it was the Vanir that could attack from afar, that had the technology and warfare to do these things. And even the gods and goddesses in Asgard that have those type of things are generally Vanir. Somewhat. Um, when we talk about ranged combat like that, Uller is the first one that comes to mind for me. Straight up honesty, he's the first one that goes, <laughs> that's the sniper of the god. That, that's him. That's the one that's off in the tree somewhere, hidden in the branches, that just goes, oh, wrong forest, motherfucker, and just think. Do you think, do you think uh, Uller in the, in the Udales is the original source of Robin Hood and what, Nottingham Forest or whatever? Yes. 100%. So, I did that. It's kind of like my image of who Uller is. It's some, like, gray-bearded old man walking through the woods in, like, old-school, like, green, molted camouflage cloaks and shit. Just like, oh, you're in my forest? That's weird. Let me hit this wind chime from 200 yards away. It makes you look the wrong direction. Like, that man is crafty as hell. That's his fault. But yeah, regardless, when I think of who's the sniper of the gods, Odin excluded being who Odin is with Gungnir, Uller's the one that I would take. Now, would I ever say that Uller was dishonorable in the way that he fought? No. But that's where that debate spikes. Is, and that's the biggest piece of that is, is Uller dishonorable? Because he uses a bow and shoots from so far away and is so accurate and is the best archer among the gods as a whole, from what it says, would his type of warfare be dishonorable? I was going to say, but then what are we judging the basis on Asgardians or Vanir or whatever? 
so to kind of circle back, we kind of talked about this back, I think last time, whatever else, uh, we keep talking about Gungnir. The last time, or last time we spoke about Gungnir, we decided he never throws it. Right? It never misses its mark, but doesn't go past the thrust or whatever it was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was also in the exact same page, that same paragraph, or I think it's a paragraph above that where it goes over that, but yes, we did decide it never stops on its thrust. It's not so much that it doesn't miss, it's just that its thrust will not stop until it reaches the intended target. So it's not necessarily, it is a long range or short range thing, but it is him with the enemy and watching it, because it goes to that enemy he has targeted. Yes. Yeah, but never lose his hand. But it's never the enemy, whether it's at the end of the battlefield and he just thrusts and Gungnir just goes straight up to the the chieftain or whatever, whoever he's fighting. Technically, does he see, does the chieftain that dies necessarily see Odin like face to face? depending on the the face of the battlefield. Another one would be through uh, trench warfare or, um, you know, raiding against a castle and uh, the use of oil and fire defending the front gate and people using the the rams and everything trying to defend the castle. They don't necessarily see the enemy, and that's closer to the Viking Age than we are currently. And... From Sigvitter's point, I think all he's trying to bring up is in the eyes of the gods, this is how they battle, and we're lesser than them, so why would we think long-range fighting would be dishonorable if the gods themselves do it? I think that was your point. It is, and that that's kind of where I'm going, is how can we call, if we call ourselves, say, the sniper on the battlefield that mm-hmm. takes out an enemy target a thousand yards away, whatever it is, we can call him dishonorable, but can't call the marksman of the gods dishonorable. There's a double standard there that I don't like. But are they combatives, or are they just targets? Like, if they are bad people killing pitch things, whatever else, but they're sitting at home eating a pie, is that honorable to kill them regardless in that case? Well, in that viewpoint, and the guy hasn't committed any war crimes, yes, that would be considered a dishonorable kill. But in the eyes of military and sniping and all that, that guy has done some pretty bad shit. And he's he's already in the battlefield 24-7. If they're watching him eat a pie, it's too late. <laughs> so That's another thing. Yeah. Just a counterpoint to bring it back to the North Paganism side. Stands as something in the Havamal if you see evil speak out against it and give your enemies no quarter. 127. That's literally what that is. It's they did evil shit. Now we're taking them out. Okay, I get that. Like when you're thinking about a sniper, when you're thinking about that, there is weeks of planning, weeks of things happening, movements happening. There's days where that dude is crawling through mud, dirt, dust, thorns, all that shit to get to the spot where he can even get the scope on target, let alone the rest of that bullshit, let alone the planning and the war crimes or the 
combatant style that that individual on the other end of that rifle has, I would argue, yeah, he's probably a bad dude. He probably did some things to piss somebody off enough that that was evil. I thought they just spawned on the battlefield up there. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I, that, I dropped from the battle bus and I just yeah, parachuted yeah, in. I got that. my 50 cal rifle and I just popped. Yeah, Thanks, that. Fortnite. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, you totally don't have any knowledge of this shit. <laughs> but no, that's... And, you know, back kind of back on topic is do we see long range fighting as dishonorable? I argue no. That's my that's my conclusion and that's my final take on it. Long range fighting is a different form of fighting, but in the end you're still on a battlefield whether it's a plane, a castle, or a country. You're in a battlefield. And if you're on a side, you're part of the conflict, whether in your viewpoint, if you're on the good side or bad side, depending on the individual, you're on the battlefield. And yeah, I mean, it's the same thing as like World War II and people were um, bunking at, you know, in their tents and everything and bombers started coming down. Like, would that be a dishonorable kill? I mean, it's not great, but I get it. Yeah, uh, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> disagreeing with you that it's not the best so, form to take a life, but it is. It is the less personal way to take a life, and, and so, I think that's I what mean, Tier doesn't keep, want. <laughs> I don't want to keep hitting this because I, I agree with you guys, and I just keep thinking the problem is like drone strikes. Someone sitting in fucking U.S. controlling a remote control thing over in somewhere, and they're like. All right, I'm gonna go take a shit now. And like, okay, like at what point are we like stop? <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's like, those tacos, bro. Yeah, he's doing. He plays like a laptop in the bathroom. Like, oh, Taco Tuesdays make Wednesday terrible. Like, <laughs> wait, dude. Uh, I know you're about to like just go into your house at the end of day, but uh, oop. Oh, by the way, I got I got my taco right here. I'm kind of hungry. Yeah. It's no. fucked up. Yeah, hundred no. percent. It's fucked up. Like I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that form of tactic, but it's putting less people's lives at risk when they I don't think need to. Point, be. Like, if you're in it, you're in it. Yeah. Like regardless I mean, of where you are, type of a thing. I mean, but it's one that kind of came up. And I was like, ah, oh, this bothersome little thing over here. I mean, to this day, like with, uh, you know, the veterans and just going to speak on the U.S. because we're all U.S. Uh, citizens. But to this day, and we've been using long range combat for how many years? Uh, at least the 1700s, because that's when the U.S. first came to exist. Um, we've had PTSD through the acts of killing. And it's, you know, it's been less and less personal because the technology has been so advanced where uh, I want to say Hunter said a long time ago is um, there was the U.S. were investigated for war crimes because everyone started hitting headshots um, just because the, the Marines or the Army got scopes. They're like, oh, we can see our targets now. So we're just going to aim for the head. Yeah, we're gonna end this real quick. <laughs> yeah, and like, it's been less and less personal. But in the act of taking a life, it's not less personal. And I mean, okay, disregard. It is less personal 
because you're not seeing the life drain from their eyes, but it's not, it's something not to dismiss. Right. It's not. I agree. Now, to combat White Wolf's point of the drum strikes or the other bullshit, that that whole concept, the bombing, the drone strikes, the super flying the plane to bomb them, you're at least flying the plane over the city, drone strike, yeah. I'm like, log in, log out. Like, not even a thing anymore, um, but we won't get into that. Um, my point is, now we can talk about the Vonir. Magic. Is that not the same thing? We've, I think I've said it on this podcast before, but science or magic is just science we don't understand yet. So let's think about this. There's the common thing. A lot of people have seen it. I'm sure you've seen it on Facebook or wherever, Instagram, wherever people go on social media. The sleep thorn. Magic. Carved into the side of someone's bed with the right ingredients, with the right stuff, with the right way that you do things. Supposedly, supposedly, if done in a very particular way, it can cause someone to fall asleep and never wake back up. Is that honorable? Nah. Is it something the Vonir knew how to do and probably did frequently to learn that it worked that well? Yeah. Probably. Just saying. That, that's my standpoint, is I don't think warfare between the gods and the Jodens, or the gods and the Vonir, the Aesir Vonir, the gods versus the Jodens, and all those different conflicts, I don't think those lines of this is okay and this isn't are nearly as solid as we picture them to be for them. I have a strong feeling they're a lot like us with the gray area in between. I don't even know if they have rules for up combat outside of the ones that I've ever heard from Tier. I feel like it would be like a knockdown, drag out, just kill. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm pretty sure their answer is the what is it? The less shot you get, the less dead you get. Or something like that. There's so I have them on my fridge. Okay, it's on my fridge. My dad put them in our house when I was eight years old, and he was like, "Read those every day until you have them memorized." I obviously don't have them memorized now, but they're still on my fridge. And it's like rules of a pirate gunfight. I think the Marine Corps has their own. The U.S. Marine Corps has their own set of these very similar rules. And it's like I love the one of the pirate rules of a gunfight because there's some of them in there that are just hysterical. Like, one of the rules is always cheat, always win. The only unfair fight is the one you lose. It was like, hold on. But then I think about it, I'm like, no, that, that's accurate. When you think about when Odin was going, we can go back to the story we were talking about earlier with the Whetstone. That was not a fair fucking fight. He didn't even lift a damn finger except for sharpening their own sides and then throwing the Whetstone in the air going, Y'all can sort that out and turn around and walk the fuck off. So it's like incidental mass murder. <laughs> they do. They have. 
Like I don't I don't think there is like this straight and narrow path of what they deem as honorable and not. I think there's this massive swath of gray that they're just like, this is what you should do. But there's a massive butt right there where it's like, well, you should probably win. I mean, you know, I want to say someone else brought up, uh, you know, being kind to your neighbors and, you know, walk into a house and be a good guest. And Odin does not do that several times. And he's actually the one that says it, you know, be a good guest and he doesn't do it. So even the gods don't even follow the rules. I agree with Sigvidir that it, there's a big gray area because Thor goes out and murders a bunch of Jotuns because they're at war. Um, and but yet he doesn't kill Loki because they're not in conflict, even though Loki causes miserable pain to all the Aesir to any other tribe, he would have been voted out and left to the wild. But yet he still gets welcomed back. Now that could be because they're uh, Loki and Odin are blood brothers, so. There's other ties that could possibly be there that were lost to time, but I agree. There's a lot of gray area. When you said the whole voted out thing, all I thought was the show Survivor. Yes. Where he's just like, the tribe has spoken. It's just like, <laughs> I used to live like three houses down from the woman that first, won the first Survivor. I think her name was Aaliyah. Uh, her house was fucking awesome she'd have pool parties it was so cool i never watched the show but i'm like that's cool through that noise this is dope though so she won survivor and like all this crap and she was like didn't ever work again that i ever knew of she just got like ran endorsements off that forever so Dude, we should all submit to go on survivor naked but naked and afraid that one for sure naked and afraid xl where it's the tribe of them running around. It'd just be the three of us, and it'll just be fucking chaos. You know what would be really awesome? Would be, uh, like, religion tribes. Like, Survivor, you got Christians, you got pagans, you got, um, Islamic, and which one will survive? Oh, A lot of Christians have Boy Scouts, that's hard to beat. (laughs) Oh yeah, I'm I'm deaf. Listen, I was a Boy Scout, not an Eagle Scout, but I was a Boy Scout. Hey, me too. But there was the kindred in Utah that was a part of the Boy Scouts of America, and they were heathen kindred, not at like an LDS ward or whatever else. So anybody could be a Boy Scout. Yep. Just, I don't know how they got that accreditation or able to do that. But that was crazy. No, that would be a, that would be an interesting thing. That That'd would be a dope thing to do. I definitely do not think we should set up religious tribes on a deserted fucking island in the middle of the Bahamas or wherever. <laughs> do not think that is intelligent. Purely based on the most heinous shit that would come out of that. But it would make for great television. Oh, I watch. I'd watch it directed, star in it. That'd be great. Dude, all the bloopers alone would be just so. <laughs> everything would be like sacrilegious in every sense of the word. 
day one, all the pagans would band together and be like, we're going raiding all their <laughs> shit bars now and just start taking shit. They're getting baptized in the water, just taking shit out of their house. Like, go, 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 go. They're all getting wet. I don't know why. Go. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, it'll oh, be great not TV. Have a holy war, a condensed holy war. I'm not gonna great, though. It was so funny to watch. The sur Survivor Season, whatever, Holy War. Survivor Season 69, because that show is still going. <laughs> it's actually, yeah. Yeah. It's been going you on since, like, the 90s. Six, for it to do the Holy War. Or Season 666, that would be perfect. Yeah, yeah. No, because then the Christians wouldn't be a part of it. Yeah, the Christians would bow out. So everybody wins. Like usual, God, we're horrible. We do. Well, the Satanists would be all over that thing. Yeah. Oh, dude. It would be. It would be so. It would be such a good TV show. Because then, oh, like, yeah. I want to oh. say, um, like, people would get united, but then it would also ca cause division between, like, people within the face would get united to root for their the religion. But they'll be divided because they're like, no, you're fucking pagan. I want my team to win. It's like the Olympics. That's that's kind of how I'm seeing it. Dude, can you imagine the fucking alliances that would come out of that? Oh. It, it would be like a little notation in the front. It's like, holy wars, drugs encouraged. Just to see what happens. Like I want to say, like, within the... Nick snorts the cocaine. <laughs> and like, everyone's going to die. Okay. Well, it would be like the alliances would be based off like if you were to just say pagan, all right, you got Wiccans, you got Druids, you got heathens, and they would all alliance with themselves. Dude, it would be like, you know, so my picture of that alliance, because we're on one now, this we one, the Gothar talk for an hour and 30 minutes or whatever, so yep. fuck it, we're on, we're on a thing now. Just imagine if you would, those of you that have watched this show that have watched survivor, shout out to survivor. I've watched every season. They're great. I love them. <laughs> but imagine a bunch of pagans eventually being like, we need allies. Who do we go to first? My initial thought would be, let's go take the pagan or the Christians as allies. Just to see what happens. We tried this once upon a time. Let's try it again. See if we can work something out this time. I'm just thinking like, a reverse crusades or revenge crusades and be like, come at me now. See what happens. <laughs> like, Remember how you thought we were all dead? We're not. Yeah, 20 of you and 20 of us, not 3,000 of you and three of us. Let's do this. <laughs> Imagine the, the, like, the competitions. Get through this with faith. Some people will be like praying. He was like, I got this. They don't, they don't help me for shit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we go fucking hunting for chickens and shit in the woods and be like, all right, we're making an offering. Just like, like <laughs> what? Why is the, the big old TV so much? censors Every out the chicken? I say, why is the pagan tribe shrinking? Every ninth day, they slaughter one of their own to the god. It's insane. I mean, they're getting strong. I don't get it. The last one of us is the one that survived. Be like, guess what? I now have all of their strength, too. 
heroic shit. <laughs> I thought you meant surviving the tribe, not the tribe surviving shit. What are you talking about? I think this is a great, I'm having so much fun. One. It's great. I mean, this is a good, like, I don't want to say filler episode, but it kind of is before we do our summer one. Yeah. Because, and this one, for all the listeners that are paying attention, listeners, watchers, whatever, you guys actually get to see some of our personality instead of just our book talk and trying to instruct. This is the kind of shit that we talk about jokingly that you probably won't see very much on these podcasts. You'll hear us joke with each other, but not like this. So I'm borderline a hate crime, I feel like, but yeah. <laughs> we're not committing, we're planning. That's terrible. We won't say that. <laughs> but, it, but it's good TV. That's literally a crime is planning or whatever to commit. <laughs> Hold on, let me fix this. Let me fix it. Let me fix it. We are proposing a hypothetical reality TV show to be aired on NBC, not Dateline, just NBC. <laughs> well, if it's a reality show, you know it's all scripted anyway, so that's fine. I get it. Well, We're, all right. What would people want to watch more, Holy Wars or the Kardashians? The Unholy Wars, I see. I see. Yes, let's go with the Unholy Wars. I think that's a better title. <laughs> okay. I meant the Kardashians of the Unholy War. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that tracks. Holy versus unholy. <laughs> holy ver never mind. I'm going to say it's not holes, but we're not going to. Whoa, 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 whoa. No. I, we're explicit, but we ain't that explicit. Anyways. Anyways. But no, yeah, like, this is, this is a filler episode because, you know, we're getting ready for midsummer. Um, me and Wolf were traveling at the end of the week over there and you know if you end up listening on release day it's purely it's midsummer week and you know we'll be recording like a couple podcasts while we're there just so we can have some exclusive content for you guys hopefully for the patreon our, hopefully our, our uh, listener over in what was it again Berlin. Berlin? Was that? Yeah. Someone over there. Maybe they can catch us. That'd be cool. Have them listen to us. Listen to us go off during a midsummer celebration when we're all not in this plane of existence. Yeah, that'd be great. I honestly can't wait. I've been like talking to my brother. I was like, so can I borrow your mic? He's like, yeah, what do you need? And I'm like, because he does old D D and he like records it and uploads it and everything and i was like so and he's like no i need it and i'm like okay can i just steal your microphone so i got i got everything all hitched up i'm just picking it up tomorrow after work oh yeah and then getting all the software uploaded and download and get all the settings and everything just so i can plug it in and we can hit record I'm I'm really excited. I really am. I'm super excited for Midsummer too. This is gonna be a blast. I mean, I'm nervous as well, like on my own, because it's the first bloat I've done for other people in over a year. Just just lean into it. 
whatever happens it's midsummer just lean into it <laughs> i mean it's midsummer just have fun right yeah yeah don't uh, uh, yeah yeah let's yeah, just yeah, have yeah, fun. yeah 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 I mean, it's still fun it's just a learning opportunity sometimes <laughs> it's still fun and an er visit sometimes every year so far hmm. no there's been a couple of years where we didn't. Really? Yeah. The two that we did up at your cabin. Recently. I was saying, I've been to my hospital, the hospital almost every time I host something at my cabin. <laughs> <laughs> none of us went to the hospital last, not last year, but the year before. But none of us went. Last year was at Fort Buenaventura. Yeah. So the year before, I go that smoothly? What did we do? Oh, we drank a lot, but... Oh, we were. That was a jungle juice induced coma for both of us. That's right. There was one of those big igloo gods. Yeah. We made it like four gallons of jungle juice. I think not even half was drank and everyone was dead. (laughs) Doing it again. Yeah, I was just about to ask are we doing that? Yeah. I mean, literally, I mean, we didn't even get the whole thing. Like, everyone left and I'm staring and saying, like, what the fuck do I do with this? (laughs) Like, you drink it. Put it in my. Put it in my travel uh, container. My travel coffee cup. <laughs> I'll joke this time. It was like 6.30 in the morning, one morning during that midsummer, where me and Wolf, he walked out of his cabin, I walked out of the tent that I was sleeping in, and we like made eye contact, grabbed solo cups, and filled them up. <laughs> and just went and sat by the fire pit, and we're like, yep. Yep. Can you imagine getting pulled over with that in your coffee cup? Like, have you been drinking? Exclusively, yes. Like, no, officer, no. you're spinning. Officer, are you dizzy? Because I'm dizzy. Why are you spinning that much? Please don't light a match. The whole place will go up. <laughs> There's enough alcohol fumes in this place that I think we're all going to die. <laughs> all right, we have we have about 25 minutes left. Oh, geez. What other topic? Have you guys had any questions from our students or from anybody recently? I don't know if I really have. Uh, I'm sure I have tons, actually, that we uh, are want to discuss or bring up or anything. I have, like, 3,200 messages from, like, a lot of people, which makes me sound like a bad person, because I am. But I was just wondering if you guys had any questions that came well, up. Well, you know, as long as you read my messages, that's all I care about. I'm working on it. Because like most of mine are always work-related. I know. I I do. So I found out. I told you. I think today or yesterday. Yeah. My computer's on. My phone doesn't get the messages. It goes to my computer, right? So if I'm at work or whatever else, and I have my laptop with me, I'm like sitting here. And I get home and there's like so many messages. I'm like, what the hell? Why am I not getting these? Because inter- the inter- the computer intercepts. Yeah. No. The yeah, you hear all the time. Yeah. Your computer um gets the notification. Your phone doesn't. Um, but you could set it up where no matter what, you could still get the notification. I mean, regardless on your phone or anything like that, you could still access, but you don't, like, you don't get the push notification. And I don't, don't want to be bothered. Well, you could select it to certain individuals, white wolf. Okay. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. I found that too. Cause like literally we've had like five conversations that I jumped into and like, we're so deep in this conversation. Where did it start? 
and then yeah. and it's like through students or just random talks and then the other day i heard my computer go off no but not my phone and i was like okay and i was like okay like the phone's go- or the computer's going off made a noise i got nothing on my phone and that's when i figured it out there you go All right. No, I haven't got any like major questions. It's that's why like it's been quiet on my end. It has not been on mine, but you'd think they would stop because I don't always respond. Um, let's see. Dude, I'm not gonna lie. It's been it's been quiet. What the hell? Send it hasn't a, been for me. <laughs> send us your traffic. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm like, I'm gonna put like an out of the office. Like, hey, go be meditating. Fuck off. Bother these two. <laughs> and realistically, I'm like pay, playing Harry Potter or something. But like, whatever. Like, is it from our the the clans? I, I, I uh, yeah, somewhat. I have a lot from Discords. Um, a lot of them from students and the clans. Mm-hmm. Um, a few from my a lot. Okay, a couple a good amount from my phone from people um, wanting to like do stuff at midsummer um or just general questions over i just got one today from someone that i haven't talked to in like years out of utah and i was like i don't know what he's doing but it was weird well that's what um, you get for like, being a gothar for x amount of years i'm just seeing if there's any like good content i can bring up during this so we can keep moving on until i come up with one and i interrupt everybody with a random ass question so. <laughs> hmm. um. Fuck. No, it's been super quiet on my end lately. Um, I read a thing that um, I mean, it's part of my book that in Iceland during midsummer they have a thing and it's a recognized event by the state and the country, which is super fucking cool and a great time to do it because everybody's drunk anyway and a lot of your problems go away regardless. Um, yeah, it's, those, act, it's actually called a thing. And I was like, I was blown away because I was like, because um, they were talking about, you know, as a true and the history behind it. And then they went to AFA <laughs> and that whole business, which I agree, but disagree all at the same time to the effect. Never mind. Never mind. Well, there's an all a thing and then an all thing. There's two different ones of these things. Well, in the book, it said thing. Okay, so a thing is generally considered to be like a smaller community, um, but still hashtag. All thing is like every kindred tribe, whatever, come to this one location. It's like the UN as yeah. opposed to like a corporate. Well, like, the way the book described it, he said thing, but the intentions were more along the lines of all thing. Because like they had like uh, four different flags each of the cardinal directions for each of their each cardinal direction had a representative spirit animal like one was an eel and other stuff like that and then the president of iceland was there and yeah and gothar were there from many different kindreds and happened during midsummer yeah um so that's actually a lot of people don't know what a thing is or what its purpose which that's a whole topic in and of itself, but essentially what it was was a single meeting place, whether it was a thing for a local community, if you will. So like one village would have a thing once a year 
usually around Midsummer or Yule, they would take it maybe once, twice a year to do this. And it was to air out grievances. One among each other, one person against a group of people, whatever it was. And the Gothar would act as judge and jury in that moment and be a non-biased source. That was the entire purpose of what the Gothar did, is they were to act as judge and jury to this disagreement, whatever it was. Like, uh, Billy Bob killed my pig, and now my family's starving. Okay, cool, where's your evidence? And they would go, it was like a courtroom, essentially, to put it in limits. It wasn't nearly as extensive or evidence-based as it is here. But, yeah, it was, it was essentially a courtroom. And oftentimes, Forseti and Tyr would be honored in those. Yeah. Just a massive court case. So, there was actually once upon a time, my perks. Um, once upon a time, there was a online group, super cool, whatever, and they were like, yeah, we're going to have an all thing. And I was like, what? Because I caught wind of it like third tertiary source of information. They were like, yeah, they're doing this thing called an all thing. What the f- fucking what? Why? Who? Where? When? Who's in, who's running this shit? So they added me into the chats and everything, and I was like, okay, what is going on? They're like, we all just wanted to get together and talk, and I was like, okay, not an all thing. They're like, no, it's it's an all thing. And I was like, no, that's called a moot. And they were like, well, no, we're gonna call it an all thing. And I was like, okay, cool. Which Gothar is running it? How many are there? Who's airing out these grievances? Who's doing it? And they were like, well, nobody. I was like, the fuck you mean it's an all thing? They're like, well, would it be a thing? And I was like, no, not even that. It's called a moot. Y'all just want to get together and bullshit. Which is fine. I'm all for it. But yeah, a lot of people don't know what a thing is. So they misuse the terminology there. But yeah, it's a court case, man. That's really what it is. It's, it's to air out grievances, like a king holding court, essentially. Where people can come up and say, I have an issue with Billy Bob because he killed my brother. We see it in Vikings. There's a moment in the show Vikings where that happened. And I think it's two or three times, actually. And the dude gets, like, stoned but not killed or something. And then another guy actually gets killed because he passed two or something like that, and that was their rule of law in their local establishment was you can pass two houses in fear. If you kill somebody, you can pass two houses, but you have to tell the person at the third house or else you're hiding something. And you can pass those two houses based on the fact that their family may live in those houses and they could kill you. You can pass those two houses, but on the third one, you have to speak up. Guy never did, ends up getting executed. Super cool. But yeah, you can go watch Vikings for that. But that's essentially what it is, is a Jarl or a king holding court. And a Gothar or a representative would stand place there beside him and mitigate judgment. I want to say later, later in Vikings, where um, they were talking about Loki or sorry, Floki uh, getting kicked out of the catacat. I'm trying to remember what he did, but it was something. And one of the, uh, there was like a random citizen that 
played the role as the Gothar, and he heard and he less or like forgave him. Yeah, he's like the law speaker or whatever it is. Yeah, and it's temporary, but it's it's given to that person through that. Now that wasn't given through the priest or anything like that because it wasn't like a religious or a spiritual act. It was a physical one, so they made it into a physical trial. But yeah, it's like the law speaker or something like they they called that. Um, I was a part and knew of a, a kindred that actually had someone designated that in the kindred, which basically was like not like the bouncer. It wasn't anything physical that way, but like agree uh, grievances or whatever else would go to this individual. They would kind of determine it and obviously he'd have uh, consultations from whomever he determined um, but it would be that him in charge of doing that so it's kind of like its own sort of police in a sense that's the crazy part about pagan and religious in general I know the LDS or Mormon church does this too where they have people set up where if all government failed they would still have certain roles established to run their community and heathen, pagan, kindreds, tribes, whatever clans, whatever you want to call them, they do it too, whether it's intentional or not. And however that works for them. But we all do it subconsciously, set up this hierarchy of security for ourselves. Super cool. Human brain is stupid, but works itself great. Yeah. <laughs> competitive to the degree of murder. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool, though. That's a good thing to bring up, because a lot of people either don't know what it is, or they misuse the term. Why, Wolf, did you find the question? Kind of. Um, so, what do you guys think? I was asked about a dream that took place, whatever else. Um, I was going to see what your guys' thoughts are. It can be, it can be short because, you know, it doesn't have to be like super in-depth, whatever else, because a lot of it's going to be UPG unless we do have credible sources. Um, it was like an effigy or like a symbolism of a great white owl, right? And it brought this person comfort and joy and all these things. So they're like, what does it mean that I was, you know, in this dream that it was so vivid, it was so clear, you know, all that, that he was visited or with a giant white owl and what that meant that it was bringing him that kind of joy or whatever else. I think I can find so I don't butcher the question, but I think that's oh no, wrong one. Okay. First thing first. Some dreams are just fucking dreams. And that can be okay. Now, that one has specific symbolism and it really comes down to the person's interpretation of it. We can give guidance, we can take that symbolism and understand it. With this one in particular, I would... I would say Frey or Freya... No, sorry. Freyg or Freya is reaching out. Being that it's a great white owl... Yeah, no. That's what I get from that one. Gregor Freya is reaching out in their own way. Mine? I'm thinking of Filgia. Your ancestral Filgia. Okay. Now, I'm also UPG on your Filgia is 
family lineage and it it's a great way to give ancestral knowledge um that's why like i tie it in with birds and their uh migration patterns they instinctively know that they're going to go south for winter through repetitions of generations going on it and i think your philgia helps you in that aspect but the gray white owl the symbolism behind it doesn't speak about a god to me it's more of philgia related for those of you that that term is new philgia is a spirit guide or a spirit animal oh thank you yeah <laughs> Just dropping words. That's well, oh, so another thing is my wife told, listened to like first couple episodes of the, the podcast and she's like, you guys keep on saying UPG. What is UPG? Well, I feel it's kind of late to say in episode nine, but it's unpersonal, uh, un, unverified personal gnosis. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's the things we can't, you can't necessarily prove. But like you feel, or it's, it's like having like a vision or a dream or whatever else. Like, oh, this was so vivid. Or let's say you met a god or goddess, and you're like, oh, this happened, and they're like, prove it. And you're like, what? You want like a selfie with the motherfucker? Like, I don't have that. And then they're like, well, it didn't happen then because you can't prove it. And you're like, yeah, but also, and so that's the UPG portion is like the combativeness between what on paper or proven as opposed to what is felt and seen. So yes, UPG. It's a little late, but yes, UPG. Like, because we did say that a lot. We should just start like a glossary for episode one and just have it on there the most of the time, just so people can see like what the words are. Yeah, a glossary of all our terminology that we use: Azir, Banir, Ganunagav, oh, fuck stick. Like it's fine. But... <laughs> what do you think, Wybel? Answer your own question. Uh, I'll tell you what I said. I won't say it all of it, but I'll tell you what I did say. Um, it's been a while. Better, better. I'm working on it. Um, I said there's a few things to observe on that. Wait. Yeah. Um, can, so I said there's a few things to observe on this. Can Oz, uh, is generally attributed to a night owl due to its ability to see in the darkness, in the sense that I'd be able to see inward and through your own darkness to your inner self. Now, this is talking about Kenoz for whatever reason. We must have a conversation for that. Owls are generally attributed to Frigg uh, and Odin for their symbolism towards wisdom and fertility. In some circles, using owl pellets in spells is common practice due to its internal structure of bones. Um, I basically brought it up to him having... Um, there's a few other elements to it, so it sounds like he had a Kenaz dream to me with the owl representing self-awareness or being on the right path to discover you. Um, so to me, it was, it was very much both. Um, it was very much you know, the intelligence and the insightfulness of Odin and Frigg and such, or Frigg, um, but also like the spirit animal to say that guiding them and saying you're on the right path. So it would be the same as if Odin were to turn into an eagle and fly with you through a tunnel. Like, okay, that's the way I'm going. Cool. 
Um, but my own, I brought more runic than anything else and like what to do on that. So wait, like I wanted to meditate on it more. So I brought up the more runic aspects of being an owl that I could find um, and have him kind of look inward on that and see if it helps him. Kenos being a good use of searching inward on yourself and the owl being the night owl is based off Kenos. So that's kind of what I want with that. So I want to point out, this is why you get multiple sources of information. We all had entirely different, and me and Wyatt agreed to a certain point with Frigg and Freya in that aspect. But should always look at things from different fucking perspectives, because one answer, you may resonate with it and be like, yep, that's it. And then you bring it up to one other person, they're like, that's not what I get from that at all. So what about this? And then you have to rethink the whole fucking thing. But always remember, sometimes, Dreams, just dreams. The boogeyman under your bed, not have to do with some spiritual enlightenment. I'm sorry, it doesn't. Sometimes you just had a spooky dooky dream, and that's okay. On, on the flip side, though, if you, and this is where the UPG comes into effect, if you believe there's religious significance behind it, Obviously, there's religious significance behind it. And, you know, what Sigvitter's saying, a raven can sometimes just be a raven. It's not Odin. In a, in a yeah. different context. And I think the, he kind of stated near the end that, you know, when he woke up, he said, I woke up and it felt very important. Like, and so to him, it wasn't like, like he's like, oh, I just had this dream. But he was like, woke up, he's like, that was so profound. Like I need to find out more. Which is how a lot of things start. It's how a lot of journeys start, including my own. But yeah, I can see it both ways. I mean, yeah, sometimes the dreams just fucking dreams because I've stayed up all night playing Harry Potter, and now I'm thinking and dreaming about wizard shit. And I'm not like I'm a wizard now. I'm like no, and it, you're just very exposed to that thing. <laughs> you're a wizard, Harry. Now the counterpoint to that: if I see crows or ravens flying around, because I actually see them where I live often, and I think you guys do too, from what I remember from being up. Um, mine are more I see, rare. I see more crows than ravens, but I see yeah. they're rare. Yeah, 100%. But so whenever I see them where I'm at, I'll be like, tell your cousins I said hi. And that'll be like, I'll say it out loud. I've been like walking past people when I do it. And they're like, is this motherfucker talking to the birds? Like, what is he doing? And I'm like, no, I promise I'm not crazy. I'm just. You're talking to the birds. That's I all. I'm always, I always walk by, Hugin, Munin, or if I look at him, they're like, Munin, Hugin, like, whole thing, I do the whole thing. Then right, I, Tasker? Like, oh, how was the all father? Everyone's like, did you lose your dad? What's happening? Yeah. It's just like, it's just a thing, and I do it. I'm not looking at it as, he's watching me today. It's just a, but I acknowledge you're there, and that partly comes down to me just, uh, wanting to be aware of my surroundings and partly comes down to me being open to the idea of those things coming, but not always looking so intently for them. So that's my common practice. I'll just be like, Oh, Hey, how are you? And I'll just sit there in my car. And I had conversations like there was a Raven up on a light post. And I was just like, what are you doing? And it would like go off. And I'd be like, cool story, bro. So why are you here? <laughs> I had somebody walk up to my car and they're like, who the fuck are you talking to? I was like, bird. <laughs> like, I had, what? I had a freaking fat raven. I'm trying to see if I can find the pictures. 
I was on a hike, and I mean, the bird was fucking huge. It was a stray raven. It was big-ass crow shit. Like, it was massive. And it lands, I mean, five feet from me, and I'm like, no fucking way. And so I'm like, all right. Almost, so I'm just like, I literally did what I did, and I started fucking pulling out my phone. I'm like, all right, no one's going to believe this shit. So I got these pictures, gorgeous pictures. It was like all it's purple hued, like so cool. And I was like, okay, how close can I get before I either die or it leaves? And so I'm like, step a little closer. So I, I, I swear it was between me and like maybe two foot feet. I'm like, I'm not, I'm out. This is as close as I get. I'm sorry. Like, like we played chicken and it holds still. I'm like, ha, 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 nope. <laughs> but I got kick ass pictures of it. I'll try to send you guys. It was, it was gorgeous. Huge fucking bird. Loved it. When you were yeah. saying that, I was thinking of uh, like walking with a towards a kangaroo. Let's see how far, how close I can get. Oh wait, that guy—he's not as short as I thought, and he's fucking jacked. <laughs> like, oh, it's getting bigger. Oh, it's getting bigger. So I'm just gonna <laughs> back up now. Soon as I had with a raven, I was like, "You're getting bigger before <laughs> you're getting smaller." It was like a fear of the raven. I just really didn't want to like disrupt it. Really, yeah. like. Where I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna touch you. Like that seems suicidal, yeah. but whatever. No, but yeah, dreams, signs, visions, all those things—they have their place. And I will never discount what someone saw or think they saw or anything. No, by all means, your path is your path. Your belief is your belief. But sometimes it's just a bird. Sometimes it's just a dream. I'm sure. I'm like crushing people's hopes and shit where they're like, I saw all these things and I did blah, blah, blah. Sometimes it's just a fucking bird. They exist. They're out there. It's okay. It's never just a bird. (laughs) Cool. You know what? I support you in your opinions. I am being stalked. (laughs) Birds aren't real. Um, First, aren't really, yeah, it's all government <laughs> drones anyway. We've already been over this, so we're not getting into that. <laughs> That's well, why they like electric lines is to recharge. Oh yeah. So before yeah. we go more into uh, conspiracies, we're, knowing, conspiracy we're gonna end this episode of the new upsala podcast. And if you want to see more exclusive content that we're going to record and upload. You can more than happy subscribe to the Patreon at a new Upsala podcast. It's just a measly five dollars that helps contribute to keeping this running, so we can all. Um, I don't have to hemorrhage money every month keeping this up. Um, so yeah, that's kind of all. This is episode nine, and we're gonna record some fun stuff. Put it up to Patreon and. Feel free to ask any questions and yeah, that's kind of it. Any closing thoughts, anyone? I like potatoes. That's, potatoes are good. Potatoes are you good. Use multiple sources. Yeah, you if should you find it before this yeah. evolves further. If you find an answer, find another one to support that answer or keep finding answers. Even if you talk to a Gothar, you can talk to other Gothar and get different answers. And thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.